Love Lives Here. Hi, I'm Holly Steele. And I'm Mary Stedman. We are the creators of Steele and Stedman Service Solutions. And together have a combined 70 year history as service professionals. Our belief is that talking about love should not simply be relegated to the domain of music and art. We agree with the late, great Tina Turner when she sings, what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. In this Service Love Podcast, you will experience conversations with hospitality professionals, including world-class concierge, entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives around the world on how they express service love. Thank you for joining us in leading a service love movement. There is no doubt what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Our next guest is a renowned speaker, coach, podcaster, best-selling author, TV personality, and influencer. He coaches his business leaders, executives, corporate teams, and sporting stars to achieve their best. With over 30 years of experience in psychology and human behavior, he has changed thousands of lives for the better. He's mastered the art of taking complicated and challenging topics and delivering them in ways that creates excitement. He is the author of 20 published books, several of which have been bestsellers across the world in multiple languages. He has also created over 400 of his own podcasts, showing people how to live and lead intentionally. He was a resident life coach for GMTV for 12 years and made regular appearances on BBC Two's Confidence Lab this morning. He also appeared on Going for the Burn, Fat Chance, and Fantasy Retirement, as well as presenting his own TV program, The Coach with Andrea McLean. An influencer in the true sense of the word, he is intentionally recognized as an expert for his formula for happiness in 2012 and still makes regular appearances on TV and radio. He was the first author to publish a book on the new social media platform Clubhouse, where he can be found every morning empowering people to change their mindsets and accomplish what they never thought possible. Please join me in welcoming the motivator, inspirator, people's coach, and my friend and coach, Pete Cohen to the Service Love Podcast. Pete, a very warm welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity to share some time and space and uh, share some love and to, to feel the love. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pete. Thanks for, for working with us, sharing with us, being with us, and talking about the idea of service love, which is perhaps a concept that many people don't understand. So if, if what would you say would be your definition of service love? Well, it's a great question. I'm obviously very aware of the work that you do in, in the industry or the industries that you work in. And I work in the personal development field, but I don't even really like the word personal development. I'm really into serving development, you know, developing yourself for what end? If you're not developing yourself to service others in some way, then I, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested particularly because I'm not just simply interested in how can we serve humanity 
And how can we serve with love? Because I think in life, if you break it down personally to the way I look at it is you have a choice. It's the choice of love or fear. And I, I one of my colleagues said this to me years ago. She said, you got to make that choice. Uh, and I realized that I choose love, but I would often choose fear first. And I made a radical shift and a radical decision that I choose love, love first. It doesn't mean that I won't experience fear, but I want to service the world with love. I want to be continue to be kind, compassionate, and just be a loving human being. And that to me is what makes the world go round in a way that the world is still going round. And I think we can all take that to uh, another level. Thank you. I can remember being afraid, Kate, and saying these words, successful people are afraid and do it anyway. And the idea of having humanity and love for humanity as the goal in life is a really interesting target. Thank you for that. Well, I think, you know, when you say that, what's really, I was just reflecting on how hard it is for people to say, I love you. Um, you know, I, I know that my grandfather really didn't say that to my father at all. And I think my father really struggled to say, I love you, but he got really good at it. You know, he changed, he reinvented himself. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the love of, um, family and friends, but just the love of others, the love of everything that we do. It's just something people are afraid to love. You know, when it's just crazy because it's our true nature, our nature is love. That's what I think our true nature is. Um, but it's very easy to be consumed by everything else that makes love a difficult choice to make. I love it. And fear, you said, <laughs> you've, you've lived in, you know, fear and you look at fear. But when did you know you were not in fear and you love what you do? When did you have that um, aha moment? I think one of those aha moments was when Patty Dobrovolsky um, actually said that to me. You know, she's um, a four-time TED Talker. She's she's become one of my closest friends. And we were coaching each other, like peer-to-peer -peer coaching. We have a love for each other. And we'd say to each other all the time, you know, I love you. And I was having a difficult difficult time. And she just said to me, Pete, you've got to make that choice. And I, you know what, I, it's so obvious, but I probably just didn't realize that Ultimately, it is a choice. How we feel, it, for most of us, we're fortunate enough to live in a world where we have we have choices and we, we, we can make those choices. It's just, as I say, it's quite easy if you've spent a lot of time living in fear, fear of not being enough, fear of not being loved, fear that there's something wrong with you, fear that you'll be found out in some way, you know, because you feel you're not enough. I suppose it was when I realized also that I am enough, you know, that I am perfect I'm perfectly imperfect, just the way I am. Um, but it's amazing what I had to go through to get to that point. And, I, and I, I'm not sure if, if you kind of relate to that as well. When did you realize, you know what? I'm not enough. I'm more than enough. Yeah, I mean, I've had many aha moments, but I would say throughout my life. But I guess for love for service for me was probably the moment that I was in a, doing a degree part time. Well, I was full time at the time, sociology, and I just love serving people. And, and when I got that opportunity to work full time, I, I made that choice. You know, it was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to go to university part time or am I going to serve people full time? 
And I decided to go the service route because we don't have to complete our degrees in a certain point of time. We don't have to go by the system. And I went my own route. And I realized that that moment I want to serve with love and I want to serve people. And uh, yeah, because it served myself in a way as well. I'm curious actually to ask both of you, if you don't mind, why do you think people are frightened to, to show love to others? Well, I don't know that answer 100%, that's for sure. Uh, probably, I'm thinking, when you haven't received it so much, then it's it's more difficult to give it. I, I would say Mary and I are both very blessed because we had childhoods where we knew that we were loved, and not everybody has that. And so that's a foundation for love, I believe, that you can transcend that and you can begin that because we all have it inside of us. And probably, like you said in the beginning, people are afraid because what if they don't get it back? What if someone doesn't mm. love them back? What, oh, my goodness. What would happen if we expressed our love and we didn't get it back? And or that we think that people need to earn it or something. And, and I think that that holds us back. And the idea when we are afraid of not being enough, it's universal. It's, it's, that is something that, that is not just cultural. It's in, it's in the ether. So if, to transcend that and to know that you're enough is fantastic. And, and I know we listen to your bio, everybody who is listening to this, and we know that you do a lot, Pete. You do a lot, but within your doing of serving, how do you express the love within that for you? I suppose it's a great question. I I don't really have to do anything. That that was, I suppose, the the waking up of uh, just realizing I don't actually have to do anything. I can just be me because I am love. And if people don't recognize that, well, this, is anything I'm going to say make a difference? Well, probably, you know, words do make a difference. There's no question about it. But it's like, what is the space that I'm that I'm coming from? You know, prior to just us starting recording, I, I, I'm really into service. You know, I've, I have stayed at some of the most glamorous hotels around the world. Tell me the names of the hotels. I've no idea. I can't remember because I don't really pay attention to, you know, the fancy names of places but i always pay attention to service that when people serve well i just i just love it and i was reflecting i was on a in a hotel in uh, madeira actually which is uh, a place that's very dear to my heart because when we went back there i actually asked uh my my well, i was going to say my wife but she, she's no longer alive but at the time she was my girlfriend and i asked her to marry me in madeira so that holds a very place a very special place in my heart but i remember being there we went there on holiday and the portuguese are very well known for service i grew up in london and the portuguese and the polish actually in london exceptional service maitre d's just the awareness of just giving you this great service of almost knowing what you're going to do before you know like if you smoked you'd, in the days you could smoke in in a place you even before you put the cigarette in your mouth there'd be a, a Portuguese man with a, a lighter there for you because they just knew. And I was staying in this hotel and it was lovely, 
But I could tell that everyone was really on their guard, really, really nervous about the service. And on the last day, I got a phone call saying, would you like to give us your feedback of staying in this hotel? And I said, I don't think you really want to know my feedback. Um, but if you really want to know, then look, take a moment, think about it. And I put the phone down and I was a knock on the door and it was the the, the owner of the hotel. Uh, not the owner. She was just, she was, uh, she ran the hotel basically. And I sat down with her and I explained to her my experience of it seemed like everyone was on edge. And she said, well, they need to be. And I went, well, what, what do you mean they need to be? She said, well, we, if we get one bad review on TripAdvisor, it massively affects our business. So I need everyone to be on their toes. I said, but it's palpable. You can tell that they're almost frightened when they're bringing something over to you that they might fear of dropping it. And I said, that to me is, is not what you can do. And it was interesting because I said, you know, I can help you with this. Um, and uh, we ended up going back, I don't know, six months later, and I spent a week with all of the team there, working with them around how they performed, how they felt, how they could work together. And it had a massive impact on, on, on this business, which was wonderful because we've been back there numerous times. But it was just that kind of the stopping and the, the looking at what you're doing and, and how effective are you being at what you're doing. And in answer to your question, which is probably one of the longest answers to a question that you asked, in answer to the question, it was stopping, literally stopping and looking at what am I doing? How am I moving through the world? Am I actually leading with love? Am I serving with love? And that questioning of myself, which I do regularly, more now than ever, because I simply want to put my best foot forwards. I want to put my best self into the world, my most loving self into the world but i need to just be myself but i need to also just check in that that's what i'm doing because it's very easy to lead with ego or lead with doubt or fear or insecurity and um, become my own best friend if you like that was a great answer <laughs> and i didn't know the story about madeira so that is interesting it's a place i've never been pete so now i'm really looking forward to visiting madeira it's a very special story well, if you do if you or when you do just let me know because once again mary you know you and i very alike it's like well let's i mean mary you're one of those people i go to like mary i need to uh, can you help me with this you know because you're like me you're a serial networker so if you do go there and that's the power of recommendation as well you know i could put you in contact with with that hotel if you wanted to go there i could put you in contact with someone who show you around the island because the island is just unbelievable um but yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, you and I are very, very alike. <laughs> yeah, before you ask this next question, this is like, I, Pete, I, I have to say what you pinpointed something that's really important for all of our listeners here, that even if you're doing everything correctly, if you're not doing it with love and with uh, without like fear of, of any reprisal, then it doesn't connect and that's the biggest missing link and so for you to be able to not only point it out to these people but to be able to serve them in a way that would help them to do that that right there you really pinpointed it because you can do everything correctly and nothing right and that is really a balance when you are serving other people and when you bring your love it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect because we're not perfect but when somebody can feel it then that's what makes the difference so thank you for sharing that with everybody mm. 
Yeah, you know, it's like I've worked with so many athletes, you know, Olympic medalists, world champions. Their ability to get into what they're doing and almost forget the result is where the magic is. People call it the flow. And again, Portuguese, you know, that kind of service, it's a flow. We all know what everyone else is doing. And I understand what they were saying, but I don't think they realized how it was affecting performance um, because the 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 people, the visitors to the hotel, they might not have actually necessarily realized, but it would have affected them. How, how we feel, I think it affects everything. And also the well-being of the people that were working there. They were on edge. They were clearly on edge. And we had this conversation. We brought it all out in the open. And I think that's also a great act of service love where you give everyone an opportunity to speak. Everyone has a place at the table. We are all part of this experience of, of people that um, are coming here for for our service, no one is more important than another, which I think is another real act of, of love. You know, no one is better than anyone else. We're all here to do a job. We're all here to serve. Completely agree. And Holly always says fight, flee, or flow, right? So you could either fight it, you could flee it, or you could go with the flow. And service love for us is the flow. So I love that because it is that continuation and <laughs> how you feel. Uh, which is beautiful. And I always say it's the it's the service love fountain, you know, the water's flowing, which is really good. But right now, how do you think is it challenging for service love to express service love right now in the world? Well, because there's so much, well, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of doubt. I don't think there's ever been a more important time to, to lead with love. You know, especially people that, you know, people... I think people are still prepared to pay for experience, but that experience better be worth remembering. In fact, it just reminded me of what, what we did at that hotel. We we did something, we ended up calling it lollipop moments where, and you ended up putting lollipop, instead of putting chocolates on people's bed, it then became lollipops. And the whole idea was a lollipop moment, you know, where there was something that you did for the people that were visiting that was a moment of an imprint you know, a positive, because every day we have negative imprints by what we see. And, you know, if you wanted to compare, make a negative imprint in someone's life, just go up to a complete stranger and just scream at them. You know, they will remember you for a very, very long time. But the, the opposite of that is just doing something which stands out that people will remember. There's never been a more important time. The world is full of fear, doubt and insecurity. And we have an opportunity to be the opposite to that and bring some light into people's lives. Um, especially when, like I say, I think people want positive experience, but we need to go the extra mile to be more loving, more attentive, more kind, more considerate, more compassionate. You remember any of those lollipop moments? I do. Yeah. Because I do them all the time. You know, if I go to a place where they give service, I want I personally want to give more service. I mean, I, I'll talk to everybody. I, I remember hearing Will Smith once say about, you know, uh, you know, the bellboy, you know, be nice to the bellboy because you never know that bellboy one day might be the head of a, a company. And I understand that, but I don't care about where he ends up. I just care that he's a human being. And I, I was taught really well. You know, I was schooled by by some amazing people. And, and my parents were two of the most hospitable people ever. You know, they were brilliant at serving with love. I mean, literally the efforts that they would go to, to make a great experience for people that came around. 
they just taught me how to do the same thing. I mean, what what better thing is there to do? It's the most natural thing to do, I believe, is to serve with love. It's just become unnatural for a lot of people, unfamiliar. Um, and I, listen, this is maybe another conversation, but in organizations, if we don't value the people that deliver service for us, they're never going to go above and beyond. They're never going to, it's always going to be discretionary effort, just like, well, I'm, I'm only doing this. Why should anyone go above and beyond the call of duty? So it's not just about serving with love to people that come to the places that we do business, but it's also, you know, the leaders of organizations serving with love to value and appreciate people because people now more than ever want to be a part of something. They want to feel like this is my home. This is where I belong because I'm valued. I'm appreciated. And I know yeah. that you guys do a lot of work around value as well. And I, <laughs> I really value that work because if you know who you are as a business and you know the value that you bring and then you know how to demonstrate that value, it's not just words on a page. But you also know how to value that you lead first, showing value to the people that are on the front line uh, delivering your service. 100%. It's the whole thing. If you know, restaurants, restaurants are the perfect example of this sort of thing, Pete. Like, you can't have people screaming in the kitchen and have a server out in the front saying, oh, certainly we'll be, you know, we'll be happy to make that change for you. I mean, all of those things, and then the chef blows up and it's, it doesn't work. Or you can't be yelling at somebody in the back and then come out and say, oh, we're so happy that you're here. It just, it, it, it just doesn't work. In the end, though, no matter what, it comes through us. Each individual person serving with love comes through us. And in order for that well to be full, in order to give from a full well instead of an empty well, we really believe that we need to love and care for ourselves. And so just even looking at you today, and I know this is an auditory podcast, but you, you're wearing kind of a running suit, like you're ready to go. So I wonder, we're wondering, how do you take uh, good care of yourself and uh, look at service love personally? So just want to just go back on something that you just said there before. And I think that people, what you do, I'm aware a little bit of what you do is so important because even if you get your head around the importance of serving with love, not just saying it, actually doing it, please don't underestimate the importance of actually learning and training. There are, it sounds silly in some ways, but to, to learn the skills to have that level of awareness, to have that level of understanding and for the environment to be created where that is eventually, that's just who we are and that's what we do. It's so easy to say this stuff, but when you see it being demonstrated in, in which I'm sure we all have, and I know that that's the work that you do, that then when you go into that place, you just feel like this is my home. This, this is, I, I'm accepted here. Um, but it, it, in answer to the, the question about, you know, wearing wearing this you know for me everything is health everything is energy everything is it all starts with me and uh, this is something that mary knows about i call it the the magnificent seven to health which is to eat right drink right think right talk right move right poo right talk right every single day as best as you can magnificent health it's not just one thing but uh, obviously movement is a huge part of that uh, movement life is motion and um 
you know, when we move, it's, it's now been shown actually that when we move, our muscles secrete what is now known as hope molecules, that we actually feel more hopeful through movement. So I got up this morning at 10 to 4. Uh, I, I went on my rowing machine for half an hour um, before going to see a client uh, who actually runs, who, who run, who, who's massively, massively into service. They have a number of health clubs in, in Brighton and they provide a service. It's just so easy to just under undervalue and underappreciate the acceptance and the acknowledgement of people. It's such a simple thing, but probably one of the most profound things any human being will ever do is to recognize another human being and say, hello, how can I help you? Do you need anything? <laughs> you know, just to, just to, to create space for others. But in answer to your question, in order for me to do that even better, if I'm fit and I'm healthy, it's, it's, it just exudes off me, you know, like a lovely perfume. I love that. And I love your stop too, Pete, because you didn't really talk about the meditation and the stopping, which I know you're big on, but you taught me that. So in order to love myself, I've learned to stop, to take time out um, and really give myself time in order to be able to love other people better, right? Like to even take it to the next level, as you like to say. So I just want to say thank you for that. Because well, no, it was, it was you that it was you, it, it was you that said, sorry, time out to find out, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of time out to find out comes through unforeseen circumstances. That's when for most people, the world stops, you know, a disaster. And, and let's face it, the industries that you serve have gone through forced stop. I mean, literally the biggest forced stops the industry has ever probably had as a global, uh, you know, as a global industry. Uh, where everyone was forced to stop and rethink, reevaluate, but why wait for those moments? Why don't we consciously take the time to stop? Especially if you're in the business of serving, 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 serving. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's stop. I mean, even though you can't necessarily close all the facilities, but let's take a time to stop and appreciate each other, to value each other. Let's take at a moment to stop and look at what we're doing well. You know, let's love on each other. You know. Um, never underestimate the power of stopping and, and stopping someone as well. You know, what a great act of service that someone is busy or, or you know, they've, they've come to your facility or hotel resort and you're stopping them to acknowledge them, to appreciate them. That's what I'd call a lollipop moment, you know? I'm getting goosebumps just even thinking about this because I just know how powerful it is. <laughs> No, most definitely. So where do you think there should be more love and compassion? Oh, in every single interaction that you have, just put a bit more love in there. You know, put that magic dust. Listen. What a great thing to do when you ask a question to really, really listen. Should be everywhere. Just take it to the next level. Because... Can you be more loving? Can you be more kind? You know, love is not a destination. You don't say, oh, I love you. That's it. With it. You know, it's like, if you love someone, demonstrate it. If you love what you do, demonstrate it. Just lead with love all the time. And one of the best ways to lead with love, yeah, listen. But the other is to smile. You know? 
I don't think people realize just how messed up so many people are, how sad, how lonely, how depressed, how anxious, even people with money, you know, and I know a lot of people with a lot of money and they're, they're miserable, craving connection. We have a minister in the UK, a minister of loneliness, yet we've never had more opportunities for us to be connected, yet there are more people disconnected than ever. And we, if we lead with love, have an opportunity to connect everything to everyone. It, it, we, we massively underestimate what we can do with our time here in this space on planet Earth. So um, once again, I've got goosebumps um, underneath this top because of the passion I have for this subject. Well, love is not a destination. What a great understanding. And that's what Mary and I are so committed is to helping younger people who have dismissed hospitality as an opportunity to have an incredible career that gives back to them in multiple ways that every single day, pretty much every moment of every day that there's an opportunity to connect. And since we're we're so missing this, Pete. And so a minister of loneliness, I mean, what? okay, now I'm fascinated by this. So let's veer off to this for a minute. Who, who a minister where? He's in the parliament? What is it? I mean, who's it? What is it? Yeah, I believe, I, I, I believe so. I'm going to Google it. Minister of Loneliness in the UK. Um, minister of Loneliness. The post was held by Tracy Crouch from November 2018 to July 29 by Mim Davis and as to 2020 is held by Baroness Baroness Baron. Um, you know, God knows what they do every day, but hopefully it's not a lonely affair. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just what you said about young people. It's the perfect industry, you know, COVID effect. I know how COVID affected a lots of younger people um, because I've worked in education um, and, it has had a lasting effect. But again, another sign of this, I was asked to go back to my old school a number of years ago, and it was like, I can't believe they asked me. I understand why, because in their eyes, I have had success in terms of things like TV and books and all those things. And But I didn't do very well in school. I did terribly in school. But they wanted me to go back, and I did. And they, I said, what would you like me to say? They said, you can say whatever you want. So I said... My one bit of advice to all of you here is get to know everybody, be the most curious person, be, get to like the people you don't even like, because when you leave, your commodity will be who you know and what they do. And, and what an opportunity to move into service, to get to know people, to grow a, a vast network of people from all over the world. When people say, you, are, you know, your net worth is your network, I don't know how true that is, but I think if you do have an expansive network of people around the world, what better commodity is there? You know, again, I'm sure you're like that. I know Mary's like that because she's like one of my go-to people. Mary, what do you, who do you, what, can you help me with this? I want to go there. Do you know anybody there? And it's like, let's build networks um, and let's, let's connect. So, yeah, I, I think it's the, it's a great, it's a, what a wonderful industry for people to build relationships and build networks and, and, and have a lasting impact. And enrich yourself in the process. Become enriched yeah. by this. That that whole idea. So, Pete, I'm just wondering with 
all of your vast experience in serving in so many different ways. Does any story come to mind for you? about is there a story yeah like a story about where you really express service love and man you were proud of yourself it was you loved it you knew it it was good well, i suppose that um would probably have to, i mean it, it all starts at home right and you know my wife wasn't given very long to live in 2011 she was given 18 months to live and you know what some people know this story in that i i didn't think she was the person i was going to marry I didn't, I really wasn't that keen on her. You know, she smoked, she was just certain things about her that I just thought, no. But I found she was in a spot where she was gonna die, basically. She had an eight and a half hour operation on her brain. She needed someone to be there for her. She had radiotherapy, she needed someone. Her father couldn't be there because her father's um, was looking after Hannah's mum. Hannah's mum had dementia from a young age and he nursed her for 11 years. I'm sure other people could have stepped in, but they couldn't have stepped in like me. They couldn't have stepped in and loved like me. I had the time, I had the energy, I had the capacity, I had the fire in my belly, and I served with love. You know, I, I wish I'd done some things differently, but, you know, I'm not, because I'm not perfect. But, you know, my greatest test, when people say, you know, your greatest test being your greatest testimonial, well, for me it is because I learned to love, I fell in love with her by leading with love. And now all I want to do is be more loving. And I know I stand out, you know, Mary stands out as well. Mary knows how much I stand out because I'm just, I lead with love. And that's what she taught me how to do. She taught me how to love in a way that I hadn't loved before. And um, it's one of my proudest achievements. You know, she's not here now, but we had 13 incredible years together. And she, her background was in the service. She worked. She worked. In fact, I'm going to scatter her ashes at the end of the month in Kalani in Ireland at the Europa Hotel, which is one of the most well-known hotels in the world. You know, five-star, I think it's a six-star hotel. I think, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the difference is. But I don't care about um, the name. I just care about the service. But I'm going to go and serve them probably as much as they're going to serve me. I'm going to give them the best of me. But I'm going to listen to all of the stories of Hannah who worked there. And because, like I say, she taught me how to love on a level that I didn't know. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I, I actually love that question because we never know what we're going to receive when we ask how love is expressed in a way that is meaningful to you which is a way of listening to. So thank you so much. And Mary, you want to do our rapid round even after that beautiful testimonial. Thank you. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you, Pete. So we're going to do a rapid fire round. Um, I'm going to ask you five questions and I'm going to say this or that. Are you ready? Yeah. Excellent. I think I know this one, but I'm still going to ask it because our viewers might not. Coffee or tea? This. <laughs> In my dyslexic brain, I have to really think about this. Okay. <laughs> Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, sorry. So I thought you said, yeah, definitely <laughs> coffee. But I never used to. I never, ever, yeah. Could ever you please tell the story coffee about coffee and the coffee you drink? 
Well, I can't drink normal coffee. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a pretty uh, high energy sort of person. Coffee just sends me over the edge. So I do drink coffee, but it's infused with probably the most medicinal substance on earth, which is a particular mushroom called reishi or ganoderma. And it's just my, it focuses me. It's just, it's unreal. I've been drinking, consuming it every day for 10 years. And for 53, I, I, you know, I know I'm in good shape and I know that that's part of the reason why. So good question. <laughs> and thank you too, because I drink that coffee every day now, thanks to you as well, <laughs> which helps clear my brain as well. I don't have hamsters running around the same way I used to in upstairs. <laughs> London or Tokyo? Do you prefer London or Tokyo? Oh, I've only been to Tokyo once. So I'd have to say London. I mean, I love London. You know, London is the city of my birth. I was in Brick Lane with you the other day. And London is just, I'm starting to appreciate it more now. I don't live, I live there anymore. I just think it's the most cosmopolitan, colorful, beautiful city in the world. Closely followed by New York. <laughs> Cricket or golf? Oh, oh, that is probably the most difficult question anyone has. If I have to choose one, wow. Oh, dear. I've spent most of my life, first half of my life, playing cricket, the second half playing golf. I like to, whoa, I'd have to say now, if it's playing, it would have to be golf. If it was watching, it would have to be cricket. Okay, fair enough. I knew that was going to be difficult, but I was curious about the answer. <laughs> Do you prefer the mountains or the beach? Mountains. Yeah. Okay, I'm Climb curious some now. I, I thought you might pick the beach, so I'm curious your answer. Um, no, no, I, 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 I do love the beach. But mountains, you know, I've climbed Fuji. I've been, I've been to all over, you know, California, whether it's uh, Sedona, in the UK, uh, Ben Nevis, the Highlands of Scotland. They're just more magnificent to me, just more. And I love the the the. I love going up mountains, right? Running, cycling, hiking. I love the whole idea of ascending something that is above me. Um, my friend just came back from Switzerland and I was just remembering when I was there years ago. No, definitely mountains, mountain, greenery all day. <laughs> Great. Final question. Do you prefer movies or podcasts? Mm, well, podcasts for education, uh, movies for entertainment. So um, they're two different things. So, yeah, I do love movies. I, I, I have to go with movies. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you said mountains. I never knew until I moved to the mountains. How amazing ancient mountains are. Yeah. Just, they're just yeah. amazing. And yeah, and I don't hike them, but I love them. I live in them now. And I lived in California all those years. So it's so amazing. So Thanks for this for for all of this. I have, we have one final question for you. And it's obvious to everybody listening here that love is a foundational value for you. And since this is the Service Love podcast, we're curious on how you're going to continue to serve with love in your astounding life and career. 
it's just not a choice anymore. It, it is, it's just who I am. And I'm allowing myself to be that way. You know, it's like so natural now, you know, just to, to continue to be myself because my true self is love. And when I re realize that I'm coming from a place of fear or ego, it's like I find it very quick to just shift out of that and move back to a place of just opening my arms and just being, I'm here to love. So I've got good at it. I've been practicing it consciously now for, for a while. And um, even though Mary did see me uh, at an event the other day where I was, I was panicking a little bit, but she, she, she showed me the way. So, but thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate both of you and the work that you do. I think it's so valuable. I, I know it makes such a difference and I wish both of you continued success in what you do. I'd say to, any organization that serves, uh, you know, get to connect with who you who you guys are and what you do. Because, you know, when people say it's the difference that will make the difference, and that can again be a cliche. No, in terms of love, <laughs> it is the difference that always makes the difference. Love conquers all. Thank you so much. And we love that you were here with us. Thank you. A big thank you to all of you who listened to the end today, and especially to our guest, the people's coach, Pete Cohen, for sharing his inspiration and wisdom on love. Pete is a leader in serving with love 365 days a year. You can also follow Pete on all social media platforms at Pete Cohen, and please visit his website at www.petecohen.com. Holly and I are so grateful for the time he took and the love he shared with us. Have you ever made a career change and used the skills that you have had to exceed with serving with love? Up next in episode nine, Holly and I enjoyed our time with Diane Nelson, who shares with us her career journey and how she continues to be a service love leader. We would love to hear from you on how you celebrate the people who express their love and hospitality daily. Please drop us a line. Join our Service Love Challenge by visiting our website at www.steelandsteadmanservicesolutions.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at service underscore love and LinkedIn at Steel and Steadman Service Solutions. Together, we can inspire, inform, and influence a movement to raise the frequency of love. Will you be a part of it? My name is Mary Steadman. This is the Service Love Podcast, and Holly and I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.